0: You're listening to the Love Is Black podcast. With a host of fly, the love is dope, and the conversation's always wonderful. Welcome to this week's episode. I was lucky enough to speak to somebody who has a great podcast that I like to listen to and his name is Jeff Ponders II. Jeff Ponders II is a modern-day Batman. By day, he invests in high-growth entrepreneurs as a VC investor and consultant. By night, he performs across the U.S. as a jazz saxophonist. In between, he's the host of the Becoming Better podcast and helps unfulfilled professionals ditch their contrived corporate personas to be their authentic selves every day as a speaker and author. A graduate of the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, Jeff resides in the Detroit area with his family. This episode is a little bit different, as you'll see when you get to listen to it. And we kind of just started talking about man stuff. Different episode, same vibe. Enjoy. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. It is Love is Black And I'm Harvey and I'm missing somebody. If you are your loyal watcher, listener, usually somebody else is saying something, today is a very special episode of the Love is Black podcast. If you're an 80s kid like I am, used to watch, you know, different strokes, maybe that very special episode, this is a very special episode of Love is Black. And I'm thrilled that if I'm gonna do this, I'm speaking with another brother, Jeff Ponders, welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? I'm good,
1: Harvey. How are you, brother?
0: I'm well. I'm well. It's like, it's weird. You know, I'm just sitting here by myself. Usually got the wife like, hey, you know, what you gonna do? What you gonna say? And I'm like, nah, I got it. I'm spreading my wings. It's just me. <laughs> it's just you. We working. All right. That's it. So we were talking before we started recording, but I just kind of want to reiterate. I like the vibe that I get from you, that I got to listening to you talk yourself and when you had conversations with others. I like just hearing positivity, just movement, improvement, everything. And when I hear you talk, I'm like, I want to be better in my (laughs) life. (laughs) You like that? I liked it. And on that note, Jeff, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why Be Better kind of fits in with you
1: man glad to man thank you harvey uh so originally from detroit michigan actually still live in the detroit area grew up in detroit um went to school out in philadelphia and came back because i've always been obsessed with entrepreneurship and music and i wanted to figure out how to make companies that made the world a better place while adding to the soundtrack of life as a musician and so for the better part of the last 20 years i have walked what i consider a batman life um you know, by day, either in marketing or working in entrepreneurship um, and either helping brands reach customers better or um, starting companies and today doing venture capital, helping people grow companies through investing. And at night I'd be touring across the country playing music. I'm a saxophonist and have done all kinds of cool things in the music and creative spaces. Um, And so just kind of leaning on my creative background I got to a point in my career on both sides where you know, I'm competitive. I played sports all growing up and in college. And you know, we get obsessed with the idea of being the best at something, like getting the gold medal, being first place. And I realized at a certain point, when you become the best, like, it's like being at the top of a mountain and there's nowhere to go but down. And that scared me, man. It was like, man, what happens when you literally can't get any better? because you're the best. And so I started to commit myself to this idea of how can I just consistently be better, which is, you know, as a musician, you're practicing to get better. It's not like you don't, you really can't peek out. And so kind of a life mission for me became not only how can I become and be and become better, but how can I help other people do the same thing? And so I've been really enjoying this journey of self discovery and improvement, but also Making positive deposits in other people's lives and creating content and experiences that empower people to become the better version of themselves on a daily basis. Like that. Okay. Yeah,
0: so I spent a lot of time, well, a lot's a strong word, but I spent a good amount of time looking for people to talk to on this podcast. And like I was telling you earlier, I was lucky enough to catch just a little bit of you and hear you talking. And it was just like quotes, and it was just like, who is this man? I need to be that guy. I'm going to talk like him. He's smooth with it, but he's saying so much. And as I was listening to you talk, it occurred to me that obviously you're an entrepreneur. So you're talking and you're a speaker, you got a lot going on. And since I'm part of a relationship podcast, what I was thinking of, what if we took really kind of how you deal with entrepreneurs, with business, and we took it to relationships, what if we took your message, what you do, and we bring it into the Black family, to the Black home, to the Black relationship, to anything, to just man meet woman, whatever. And we yeah. tried that. So that's what I want to try with you. So if we can, I want to delve into that. And I'm going to start with this. When you talk to people, to entrepreneurs, to anybody you've had on the pod, you talk about their journey. And one great, I love how you ask them what, like, their biggest mistake or, you know, something that they had. The word that always hits with me is accountability. Is I'm, this is what I wanna do. And when I didn't get where I wanted to be, I had something to do with it. It was on me. Let's talk about that in terms of relationships. Black men and women, we there's a social media battle. Black men and black women. And that's a word for black men, accountability. a lot of men don't feel like sisters know what that word means or don't know how to put it into action yeah what do you think
1: yes i think yes (laughs) (laughs) correct so so a couple things one it's funny like just kind of bringing a full circle like the principles to me the principle of becoming better isn't just about entrepreneurship it really is a life thing right it's not just business it is as a man or as a woman or however a person identifies it as a human or chair or whatever it is, like, how do I just become better? And so those same principles, I've literally found this personally, work in every facet of life, especially in relationships, especially in relationships. So I'm so glad that you brought this up. Thank you for that. Um, Accountability to me is such an important thing, my God. You know, we think about relationships, it's really easy to get wrapped up in who who a person is in relation to another person. Example, I'm a husband or a wife or I'm a father. Um, And so we wrap ourselves, we wrap our identity into who we are with respect to another person, right? And so when we do that, it's really easy to pass off accountability to that person for why things aren't going well, because you're my wife, or I'm your husband, um, and so therefore you should, or you need to respect, blah, 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 blah. And so I think that the moment that our identity becomes wrapped up into another person's perspective of us, we're already passing off responsibility for self, which is another word for accountability. And so just think about the times when we think about like we date somebody, we like them, like they make me so happy. Do they really make you happy? Or is it that the experiences that you're having bring joy to your life, which is wonderful. But in real life, your happiness is your responsibility, just like the mistakes we make are our responsibility. Even though there may be circumstances around us that you know we happen to respond a certain way, how we choose to respond or the, the subconscious reaction that we do it's still on us, nobody's forcing us to do anything. And so accountability is such a, I think it's such a really valuable place to be and a hard place to get because it requires a whole lot of humility, um, a lot of honesty.
0: A lot of self-reflection, a whole. Oh my
1: God. And think about accountability is that nobody else can give it to you, you have to claim it for yourself. Like it can't. you can't be like, they made me a combo, no. You have to actually possess the accountability. Like they can hold you responsible, but it's up to you to be accountable. So I could preach about this. Oh, I feel you. I mean,
0: and yeah. as I thought about it, accountability is strong. I don't yeah. think it's bad. It's, it's after effects. Being accountable is hard, but what comes after? If I sit there and if being accountable leads to something maybe right there, negativity right there, And you're not looking, you're not looking, you know, not seeing the long game. Being accountable costs me a relationship now, but I don't realize it that five years later, it leads to the relationship I was supposed to be into because I learned something.
1: But does it really cost you though? Just consider this. If you're not accountable, you are literally living in a place of a lie. Like at worst, it's a lie to somebody else. Actually at worst, it's really a lie to yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you're not holding yourself to the truth of whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. and if you're not willing to deal with that truth the truth that you pass over that you brush under the rug that you hide or whatever the thing is that ugly truth will come back if you don't deal with it and so the relationship that you lose the friends you lost or the job you lost whatever the thing whatever the thing that's lost if you don't lose it now you're going to lose more and worse later Mm -hmm. and I think what's really, what really happens is the vulnerability that happens with accountability. That's the law of Jesse Jackson. It kind of rhymes. That it means it's good. Um, that vulnerability opens you up to the real growth that's, out, that's there. Like, in the accountability is a growth opportunity. Like, you probably won't make the same mistake again once you kind of got to eat your own crow. And if you don't make that, that same mistake again, you're either making a new, hopefully better mistake, or just not having to deal with those type of challenges again. And now you can start to reap the benefits of this new better person. So I, yeah, I, 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 rock, I, I again, mean, rocking with accountability, but not so much with accountability. Doesn't cost you anything. It's really about opening you up for the greater possibilities because you're, you know, dealing with the truth and, yeah.
0: I think. The growth that comes with accountability, I think you get to the point where you can recognize that because early on, when you're just maybe in the early stages of holding yourself accountable for your actions, your thoughts, whatever you do at that moment, it may feel like I lost something. Yes. But Once I've learned, you know what, that what I did cost. And then in my mind, I'm saying cost, but it's really, it led me to this. Because, right. you know, this mistake and I had to move on from here. But now I appreciate what I have more because I recognize mistakes and I can see good things coming and I can see bad things coming and I can see that maybe I'm the bad thing coming at times. It's oh to me, I love the word because it, it covers so much. And then you brought another word that I love. And it's a big one for us, especially black men. And that's vulnerability.
1: Really? They really? Are
0: hard. That's we're not Ooh. brought up to be vulnerable. That's not it, that's not it. We're strong, we're stoic. We deal with whatever, and we just hold it inside. So vulnerability is the next thing. To be accountable, but but to be vulnerable enough to be with somebody to say, you know what, this is what I did. And if you wanna just let it out there and know that whoever that partner is, and you just kind of lay it out there and you feel comfortable enough to just say it and know that you're being protected, and being heard, that's big, and it's big for us.
1: Watch this, man. So, man, I'm so rock. I'm I'm rock with everything you're saying. My mom and I actually just talked to us a couple of days ago about just how the generations of men, and this is actually you know race agnostic, but men were raised to be strong, and you know come on home, and you go go to work, do the work, come home, and sit down, and watch TV, have a brew or whatever it is you do, and go to sleep, and that was your contribution. And the contribution wasn't emotional. And in not making an emotional contribution, they also, men also did not receive the emotional support that they didn't even know they needed, which is why we see the huge stigma of mental health with Black men. Um, but um, I, w- I don't want to lose this. Um, the idea of vulnerability and idea of having safe spaces is so valuable. Um, But I think, and it's funny, I've been learning this over the last, probably about last year, year and a half. Um, Safe space, like, so we can cultivate safe spaces and safe spaces aren't all about us. Like it's really about the partnership and us, you know, whether it's with the partner themselves and say, hey, I can trust you with my vulnerability, but the real flex is that being vulnerable is just something that we do. Like you just have to show up because going back to accountability, I'm accountable for me, but not the other person which means what I bring to the table, I have zero control over how they respond and how they react. But if I wanna wanna be vulnerable, I just have to be vulnerable and it can't be contingent upon the other person. Now I can learn that a person may not be safe space for me and subsequently that changes the nature of a relationship. But just in terms of the, the state of being vulnerable, It's just a personal choice. I'm accountable to myself to be vulnerable so that I can be received. And so I can also be healed by myself and by those who love me enough to offer healing support. So
0: that's why it is hard. It is, it is that word. I mean, vulnerability, it sounds scary. The situation sounds daunting because not only are you opening yourself up but you're not guaranteed the response that you need. So when you put, yeah. it, it's like you are putting your heart out there, but you don't know if somebody's going to pick it up or somebody's going to throw it out. And or that's what even it. harder. It's, it's deep. And, and, and then we go into mental health. That's a big thing with men. Cause we, since yeah. we contain and we hold everything in to finally let it out and just hope and pray that when I say whatever, it's accepted by whomever. And then you got to hope for it. And then maybe it doesn't work out, but maybe the best part about it is that you did it.
1: Did you, man, I, I had a, I had a, there was a relationship I was in at one point. And so I'm. I, one of the things I realized for me is intimacy is such a critical key of a relationship. And I think it's true for most of us. Right. Like Intimacy is effectively, can we sit in truth together? And I think there are lots of folks who don't have intimate relationships, whether you're married or not, just you do life together but you don't have truth together and truth isn't about does somebody lie about taking the trash out or not truth is about like here's who me presenting like we just talked about vulnerability Am am i presenting myself to be fully received which is really you know opening me and us up for the most full love love experience possible and so i realized for me that intimacy was like the key it's 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 the thing that I, it's one of the things I crave most in life and therefore I've cultivated a life where you know many if not most of my relationships have a really healthy level of intimacy intimacy to them and that for me that means I just show, I show up as I am and I hope that you receive me and if you receive me, that means now that we're able to connect and in our connection we can build an intimate relationship. It's awesome and if it doesn't connect all right, we're just not going to have that that, type of intimacy. But what I found and what I've witnessed is that intimate relationships are the ones that last. Those are the ones where, you know, you're you're, at your wit's end. Who do I call? I call somebody who I can trust intimacy. Um, I want to have a great time. Oh my God, I just had this amazing experience. Who do I want to share this with? Someone I can trust intimacy. Um, And so, that has really kind of become a, just a really prevalent thing for how I build relationships with people across the board. Can we just establish trust, subsequently intimacy, and then, again, making sure that's a healthy level because you know, there's certain places you just don't go with some people. And it's not about you know, whether they're good or bad people. It's like, hey, I need to reserve some of my intimacy for the right people.
0: So. What's interesting is the word intimacy I don't know if we really understand what that means. People hear intimacy, and we think the physical aspect of it. Right. But that's such a small, oh almost insignificant part of that. Because you right. honestly, the physical thing, you can pretty much get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But intimacy, when you taking the definition, of what it means, if you get an intimate relationship, invaluable. Anybody to talk to about anything to just open up to anyone, so, so difficult Ooh. to find. Risky, to, you, you hope for it and you
1: put your heart out,
0: you may get it, you may not,
1: but when you right. find it, you strap in. It is literally heaven on earth when you get it. And I think what, what I found is that it, the beauty of it is that it's not just about, like there's the, the interpersonal thing that happens, yeah. but think about what happens when you're in good ground. Example, like you plant, you plant a seed in the ground, And so the seed has to find good soil that it can subsequently crack itself open, right? The seed literally has to crack itself open and become vulnerable to the environment around it so they can ultimately extend its roots down, grab hold, extract nutrients, and then grow out of the ground and show itself to be beautiful and fruitful. Like that doesn't happen without an intimate relationship with the world around it. And I think the same thing is true of people when we establish intimate connectivity with the people around us, especially with our significant others, that's where we're able to start to see ourselves start to grow and flourish and start to really make an impact in the world around us. And it's for ourselves, but also for all the people around us and not just for that one-to-one relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. I love this conversation so far. This is beautiful. (laughs) This is so good. And we're talking about, I like this conversation about, we're kind of talking about, you know, just relationships and us, Black men and how and the, the part that we hold in these relationships. So I want to extrapolate on that now. So now we've kind of talked about maybe the romantic relationship, but let's expound. Now let's talk about the family in general. Mm-hmm. Let's open up to it. It was man, woman. Now it's yeah. maybe husband, wife, father, mother, stuff like that. I feel like there's a hard time with our relationships in that way, also. Family, we struggle. I think in our community, I feel like we struggle a lot with family yeah. relationships because there's so many. There's father, mother, kids, there's father and kids, mother, just kids. We I think we struggle with the even the definition of family. Mm-hmm. Give, Ooh, so give me one. <laughs> <laughs> so give me an idea in terms of so let's talk about our relationships. How does, I, I, I don't know, I'm terrible. I'm not, I don't know how to, to get what I'm getting at. How does a man being vulnerable allow for the family to be better?
1: Watch this. So if you think about being, so family, we got, you mentioned the multiple dynamics, right? There is, there are the parents, assuming, assuming we're in a two parent household there, you have the parents their interaction, you have each parent with the kids, you have the parents together with the kids, you have the kids amongst each other. When we think about what's the purpose of a family unit, right? so specifically families with kids, The, the function of the family is, in my opinion, is to create an environment that all parties involved are able to go and be fruitful humans. And so that means both the parents like, hey, we have our family unit. I'm able to go and be restored and go out into the world. And you know, if I'm designed to go and do work, that is my God-given function, I'm able to go be a, fruit, to go be a fruitful person who produces good things in the world because I've got this base that supports me. Right? Okay. That's just me as an individual. And I think that's true for all the individuals. And then you have the parents. You know, certainly the, the parent responsibility to the kids, Which is to raise healthy little humans who become hopefully, prayerfully, hope, you know, healthy big humans. All right. I don't believe it's possible to be healthy without also having a good amount of vulnerability. Again, vulnerability is trusting the ability to open up to the world around us. And if all we're doing is going into the world as a closed fist, we're literally just pounding the world away. We're not, we're not in harmony with the world. We are literally beating the world up. And, and in that case, really the dominance is if we're, if we're winning, if we're pounding it away, and, and we're not bloodied and bruised when it's all said and done, which isn't a good thing. Um, so when we think about vulnerability as a, as a father, my responsibility, I have a responsibility to myself, to my wife and my kids to be vulnerable. My vulnerability, for me, it's healthy because it allows me to be open. It allows, my openness allows me to hear and see things because I'm no longer just looking like I'm not like this, I'm not closed, I'm not closed to the world around me, and therefore I can serve my family better. Me being vulnerable gives permission to my wife to be vulnerable, if she knows she can trust me, by me trusting her. And then modeling that to my kids, example, I'm really big on telling my kids, daddy messed up, why? Because they're gonna, they mess up and they're going to mess up. They're never gonna escape mistake, escape mistakes. And so by me being vulnerable enough to show my flaws, my failures, they, they give themselves permission to do the same thing and not to go out there and just be a mess up, but really like, we need to go through failures in order to learn how to do things better, right? And so them being able to have a healthy relationship with failure in order to get to success now they don't they don't get so frustrated when things don't go well example my oldest son Jeff um he's he man it's crazy when he was he's six now but first first five and a half years of life at least five like he was all he wanted things to be perfect like he was obsessed with oh my god it's not exactly right the food is cut Ah, freaking out I was like dude it tastes the same (laughs) but I'll consistently reinforce like, hey, so it's okay. It's, it's you, it, whether it's, it's still gonna taste the same or, oh my, you didn't draw that the way you wanted to, what can we turn it into? How do we turn this into a creativity moment? Or, hey, you're gonna make mistakes. And to see him go from being fearful, one, flipping out because it didn't go well, to two, being afraid to try things, to now make a mistake, erase, oh, boom, I just fixed it like this, it's done. And it's like, it's not even that pretty, but it's it's accurate, great. And see him go for, to have a healthy relationship with flaws, like I've seen that happen over his life, and it just that came from as a father being intentional about being vulnerable, and that's vulnerable myself about hey, daddy makes mistakes, but also being loving and kind when he makes mistakes. And so,
0: Agreed. yes,
1: and so to me, these are things that make the family successful because it's not just about what happens here, but it's about, are we positioning ourselves to be healthy people with the world around us outside of our little, our little nucleus? I agree.
0: I like that, especially about being a parent and being man enough or daddy enough to say, you know what, <laughs> I may have said something. I may have been upset with you about this. And I was incorrect. I was wrong. And you were right. It's those things that Seem minor, at least to me, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I can say that and I'm fine with it. But yeah. when I turn around and I'm like, I feel like, and I have three daughters and a son and I'm specific, Ooh. especially with my girls, to say stuff like that to them, to be like, you know what, daddy messed yeah. up and I did it. But he told me he was wrong. apologized, right. moved on. That's so important. That's And that's vulnerability with your children if they can see a man say you know what he messed up and he apologized and he he owned it right it it makes it easier it makes it something that they expect it can only help them in relationships if they're gonna have a heterosexual relationship whomever they're gonna be with they can expect that and if they don't see it then maybe that's not the person and you know the green flags that we kind of put out there for people to recognize so it's, it's so important, it, I, and I love, <clears throat> excuse me, I love the accountability and vulnerability because it fits everything. It fits just with romantic relationships, the family, our children, work, everything, being open and kind of risking everything. It makes everything better. You can only be better. That it's no like, pun intended. That just came out, but no. <laughs> but we can only. It's be like it's like
1: everything.
0: I know <laughs> <laughs> we can only be better for being accountable and for being vulnerable and willing to put ourselves out there. I love it when it comes to the family because you know all these kids, and I'm a stay at home dad, so I am. I'm like sitting in accountability. I'm sitting in vulnerability, and I'm still working on it, and I'm still trying to improve. And I'm not perfect. I mess up. I do whatever, but I do my best to let my kids see. That I'm working, and that's and that's just another thing. Having them see you work at it—that's it, it. That's vulnerability too.
1: You mentioned you you use the word that that triggered me in a good way. You said risk, and you know when you look at the human experience, the most challenging thing I think that we experience is to admit when we're wrong. I, the world can be wrong around us, so we can call all of it out, but when we're wrong. That's when we we clam up, we hide things. Like we, that's when things fall apart mm-hmm. because we don't have a healthy relationship with the risk of failure. And you know, think about being a parent whether with parent, spouse, uh, friend, whatever type of relationship. The secrets happen when somebody's wrong, um, and and I don't, we're not just talking. About, we're not even talking about fidelity. We're just talking about like, hey, the kids the kids uh, crashed the car or they burned something in the oven, they were wrong. What did they do? They hide it mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they have the freedom, like the risk of being wrong. They're expecting, the expectation is uh, to be chastised firmly, to, to be shamed, et cetera. And so this idea of vulnerability, which again, in this case is really account- directly connected with accountability we are teaching them that it's okay to be wrong, which now opens us up to have open, honest conversations about any and everything. Like every parent says, hey, you can come and talk to me about anything. Mm -hmm. But that only happens if you open yourself up so that they feel safe enough to talk about anything, which means you're wrong, I can be wrong. And therefore the risk of my personal shame is no longer on the table because I can trust you. That's big. That's
0: big. Having your child mess up and feel as comfortable as they can to come to you and tell you something that they know is probably not going to make you happy, but they do it anyway. And, you know, as men, I think, I know I'm not even saying men. me. I know I'm quick. When I hear something that's not the best, my first response isn't always the best, but I am got to the point where I know I got to be like, okay, hang on. That sounded really bad. What you just said. Okay, all right.
1: Probably mm-hmm.
0: shouldn't have done that. How did it happen? How do we deal with it? That's,
1: and that's growth. We deal with it. How do? That's, we, that's the one. Mo- yeah. That's the one, man. It, it, actually, so two things. So one, how we deal. it, I want to come back to that, but on the other side, when we don't, ha- when we don't respond, like we, we react to something, and it's not the response that we have, but we come back and say, "Hey." you said this, it made me feel this, but I was wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and not being able to come with compassion and empathy toward the person, that may be even more powerful than even the moment, just saying, oh, no, because again, vulnerability, like if vulnerability is, is disarming.
0: It is, it, it is, it, it, is. It, it is, oh, so, oh, that's so true. That's so true. It's unexpected. It's and it's one of those. What do I do with this? What, what do I do with this? Is vulnerable and you weren't expecting it, and there's maybe something that you're not, and somebody just drops that on you. Okay, Ooh, I don't know what to do with this. What do I? And it's a big thing, and it's a big moment too. How yes. do you handle, how you take somebody's vulnerability, what you do with it is, to me, it can be make or break.
1: It, it can absolutely be make or break, and what's you know was interesting. So that that really you know directly ties into the so how do we handle this now, right. right? If life is a series of lessons, lessons and learning moments, like there's a learning moment in everything, just about everything. It happened. Like my favorite question in the whole world is what you're going to do, what you're going to do about it, and not with an attitude as much as literally everything happens. It happened. So now what? Mm-hmm. And so just like in this vulnerability, hey, what do I do with the vulnerability? How do I make sure I honor it? I don't have to, I don't have to like it. I don't have to like what happened. But it is essential that I respect the humility that this person is coming to me with to be vulnerable because it is make or break. On the other side, it's all right, this happened. I'm now accepting your vulnerability. Or I'm being vulnerable. How do we take this and move this forward towards a positive end? Um, but one of my favorite things to say, man, I I use this a lot. Um, you remember Bob Ross, the guy, who, the painter from PBS paint. way back mm-hmm. in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he so he paint these beautiful landscapes, and his birds all be kind of like this little flippant kind of uh, brush, brushstroke, right? And he he would call them happy accidents. And so I I one one of the things that I, I landed on really the into 2019 going into 2020. Like my, the way i set my goals up for last for last year that turned into my goals for 2021 too because 2020 was just lost in the sauce somewhere um this is the idea, the idea of intention and so i the epiphany i had was there is no success without intent you can't be successful unless you have intent behind your actions literally if like you do something and it in an accident happens it's a happy accident and that's great like you have happy accidents and bad accidents but it's not what you intended. It's not really success, it's just something cool that happened. Success requires the intention and the action in order to have something happen. And so, as we're talking about family and relationships, we can have happy accidents of vulnerability, but vulnerability is such an intentional choice that having healthy relationships comes from the intentional choice. The success of a healthy relate that is a healthy relationship comes from being intentional about being open vulnerable
0: i like that so being vulnerable you know allows for good things to happen and you might see it as a happy accident but in essence it really isn't it's what came about with the good action at the beginning so it's not a happy accident it's an expectation it's what should happen because it was the goal and that's long game that's thinking in the past that's thinking in the future my three or four year old girl hears me talking about things now but when she's 14 or 15 And let's be, I'll just be deep about it. And she gets pregnant. And now she's got to come to daddy. I know I got three girls. This is just an example. But she's got to come home to me and say, daddy, such and such happened. Yeah. And that's a big one. That's a big one. But she can come. She knows I'm not going to be happy about it. But she knows I'm going to be like, what? And then, okay.
1: After I what are we gonna do? That's right. What's next? And that only happens because you're planting the seeds now.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's that seed that's been forcing its way out from underground and coming out. And it won't feel good if that happens, but you'll be like, you know what? She could have told somebody else first. She could have ran off. She could have tried to do something else and make a decision without having an adult, somebody she trusts there with her. So, yeah, allowing that kind of openness, even in the worst of situations, to still feel like I can go tell my dad, I can go tell my mom this, and we'll figure it out together is huge, huge. Somebody to figure things out with, or somebody to help you figure things out with. That's us. That's dads. That's moms. We are, we're a leader. We're guiding you down this path. And when stuff happens, we turn right, I'm here with you, and then I'm bring you back and we're gonna
1: keep going. Watch this. What if that's really what the family is about, though, too? Because you know, certainly as spouses and partners, like, hey, I need somebody in the trenches with me. And as parents, you know, certainly during as as we're raising kids, it's I got you back, I'm gonna help, I'm I'm here to help you. But I can look at my, my relationship with my parents now and like we're incredibly close friends as much as they're my parents and I'm their son and I help them solve problems like we are the family as we have evolved we are still helping each other solve problems and tackle life
0: and that's good and that's and it, and it
1: happens through a ridiculous amount of vulnerability that that has been experienced over the years um, like I'm, I'm a kid who's fortunate that my parents were... You know they would share their their missteps and some epic missteps in some cases they would share them openly with me um and I, I, you know if you if you're a person who's got their parents and you're an adult you know I, hopefully you've had to, you've had the point where you got to see your parents as human because you know, growing up you see your parents as superhuman like they're they're flawless and blah blah, blah or they're just always right or whatever superlative but there's a point where you're like, oh, y'all are human,
0: human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I got that early enough that it gave me a measure of grace with both them and people. Because like talk talked about expectation earlier, I'm not expecting perfection from anybody. In many cases, I'm not even expecting amazing things, just expecting people to be people. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently be able to say, okay, that happened. Now what are we going to do about it? Um, and so that, ex- those experiences with them um, helped me to, I, I think, operate in the world with a greater level of empathy and ultimately, you know, provide more safe spaces for folks. And, you know, the other side is, tra- you know, taught me how to be more vulnerable people too. So,
0: right. Good word. I, Empathy is one of my favorite words. Yeah. I, I truly love that word. But what I found interesting, you talking about you and your parents and how you're able to deal with, helping them deal with problems and just dealing with life. It's got, there has to be a good sense of pride when your parents can see, you know what, our son is helping us. And they have to be like, and it's because of yeah. how we raised him, of what he saw, what he experienced. It's your, they passed down the right it's... way to do things. And then they're getting to, they're getting it back from you.
1: They There's do. There's got to be
0: a good sense of pride with that.
1: It's it's funny you say that, they are absolutely proud parents. And, you know, I, you know of, in my humility, you know, I'm appreciative that they're proud of me and the things that, I, that I'm doing in life right now. Um, and it, it, it certainly gives them some notches on their badge and, then, and on their belt, like, yep, that's our kid. Um, and they tell, they, they tell stories, and yeah, I got a, I, I received an award recently. Um, that was pretty cool from a pretty good business journal. And, you know, my parents came and, you know, seeing my, my dad's he's taller than me. I got more muscles than he does now, but <laughs> I had to work for those. But, um, yeah, you know, seeing them and they puff their chest out and they tell the stories and they're hilarious and, you know, they were receiving the fruit of their labor mm-hmm. and they're, they're consistently receiving, but not, but not just through me, but also through their grandkids. And, you know, they, t- we talk all the time about how my wife and I raise our kids and they speak about, you know, being, you know, whether it's things that, that, I, that I've done that they did with me, or even saying how I took some things and, and flipped it a little bit. And they're like, oh, I see what you did there, son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you did it better than us, but you only did it because we did it first. And so, <laughs> but it's, it's cool to see, you know, again, it's, you know, you mentioned the long game early, this, the it's the long game of relationships. And certainly if we're talking about family, it's a long, hopefully family is a long game. Yes. I mean, really, hopefully all our relationships are long game, though, You know, you know, we have our reason season lifetimes, but if we're doing it right, we're playing for the long game. And it's not about, a short-term personal win. It's about how can we right. build and grow together.
0: Yeah. You could be happy for a second, but if it's not good for the long run, what's the point? You, know, you, you gotta put that work me. in you gotta put in and it's the tough times it's the tough bad times are gonna come and it's when you're in those that's when the rel- yeah. that's when you know you're really in a good. that's when the vulnerability that's when that comes back and that's when you get that's the benefit because I was open yeah. about some stuff and so we're in some bad stuff right now we're talking and I know I'm looking at you and it's some honest talk we're having and we're in the dirt we're in the, in, in yeah. the crap and, we're de- and I know that you're with me and you're not playing, we're not faking the funk. This is real. And that's, and I really, this word accountability was really when I was, and this kind of comes back when I was hoping to talk with you. I'm like, this is, I think the way we can go because I feel it in how you speak with business owners and people looking to start their own businesses. And I took it for relationships only because this is what we talk about. But it's such yeah. a universal message, a mantra, dare I say, yeah. That it works with and you said it, it works in every. It's a part of everything and all your successes. And I'm like, this I, like I, I know we're gonna talk about it. I know me and Jeff are gonna get into this. That being vulnerable, being, you know, just
1: being there hard yeah. on your sleeve. Tony, uh, so one of my one of my very good friends, uh amazing producer, musician. So he he uh, He's done a bunch of records. Um, but he, he has a record now that they're self-consideration for, for Grammy for Grammy consideration called Vulnerable. His name is Brandon Williams, but that album is called Vulnerable. Um, and it's actually a lot of a number of songs from a couple of previous records he had done, where he stripped away a lot of the rhythm instruments. So he took away the drums, some percussion, and really focused on like piano voice and maybe some strings or a little saxophone. Um, and the whole idea is let's, let's get to the truth of the matter. Beautiful. It, it, this is a record completely worth listening to, right? Go, go listen to it. But you know, a lot of this idea of vulnerability is about here, it's, here it is. Let's remove the impurities. Let's remove the, the color. It's not all, all the color. but Let's get to the heart of the matter. And then now... Now we can deal, or not. We may decide not to deal, and that may be the healthiest choice too, but mm-hmm. at least we're dealing with the truth of it. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, there's nuance in life. There's just,
0: we, sometimes situation doesn't, you know, we don't have to do this. We have to do something different. We have to take that left turn that we didn't expect. And we just have to be open to possibilities, to all possibilities. Um, let's see, as we wind down here, and I told you, I stole your question. So yeah, yeah, yeah. find a way to ease it because because even the conversation was different. But <laughs> so I loved it. I was I heard you talk to somebody and I'm like, hold on, this is nice. I paused it. I wrote it. <laughs> I played it. I'm like, I paused that back. Hold on, let me play it. So I'm gonna throw this question to you, and we're gonna I'm gonna ask you to answer in terms of black men. Okay, cool. as yeah, black men. So we black men have been here in america for about 402 years we got dropped off here in 1619
1: that's the word for it
0: yeah <laughs> so, we are the youngest yeah that we're going to be right now that's my so, question so if you're talking to black men what should we aspire what should we want to be when we grow up
1: Oh man, I've got a I've got a number of words here, so I'm gonna try to make this make sense. Healthy, one, healthy. In fact, healthy is actually do. It's the word healthy. Mm-hmm. We should be healthy. Um, so when we think about health, it is physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's financial, it's professional, it's relational. Um, can we be healthy in those seven critical areas of our lives? And that means healthy doesn't mean being an Olympian in all of those categories. It's understanding the balance that you need to be the best that you can be to be better consistently. Um, example, don't neglect mental health and mental health doesn't mean you're crazy, but I, I tell you, we're all some, some form of crazies. You got to figure out what brand of crazy you are. Yeah. Um, and so But making sure you have safe spaces to work out your thoughts and your emotions. Don't neglect your emotions. Um, Physically, are we eating well? Are we working out? Are we, or simply just walking? Are we doing things that are good for our bodies so that we can handle the work that we have on this planet? Let alone deal with the people we need to deal with, and need to be able to knock if we need if somebody bucks if we have to. Um, You know, financially, are we making sound fiscal decisions? Are we thinking about the long game, but also not. Neglecting the fact that sometimes we need to have a little bit of fun too. Um, but are we making smart money decisions when, when we think about professional things? Are we just working a job? I, I, this actually, I said this in an interview recently. I didn't want to just have a career. I wanted to have. I wanted to find my find and live my career. Um, are you doing work that is fulfilling to your soul um, and pays you a wage that allows you to do the life that you want to live? Um, I, I think about the work that I do. I don't know what retirement looks like because I just love the work that I do. Like I'm happy doing this stuff. It's not work, it's fun for me. I'm just happy that it pays money too. Um, but just again, going back to those, those seven areas, being healthy is really important. And it's, it's important for us, but it's also important for our communities. Because when we're healthy in those areas, we don't look, one, we don't look like how we've looked often. Two, we don't do some things that we have done in response to things that have been done to us. And three, we're able to rise to a level of leadership because of the balance we're able to establish because our, our health isn't just about us, it's also about how we engage the world around us. And so healthy is what we should be aspiring to be. I like that. That's incredibly true.
0: I like that. And what I think is that's something we all, aspire to i feel like us black men i feel like we have some hindrances i feel like we have you know a safety just being out into the world and how we're perceived and how it feels walking the street so i feel like there's some things kind of fighting us to be healthy but i think if we get to that point and we can be healthy in all those areas we that's work that's an accomplishment such an accomplishment to be happy to be healthy to be safe and when i'm safe my wife is safe when she's they safe, go. my kids are safe, and when my That's family right. is safe, my community is safe. All That's these right. things. So That's good, all it's just it just grows. So yeah. I think it, it, it's it's important that health that we don't let the outside world affect our ability to be healthy. That we fight through that stuff.
1: That's called, what we call that
0: word. <laughs> accountability. Accountability. <laughs> Account. Yes, sir. No doubt. That's it.
1: It all comes we, we, are account- we are accountable for our health. Our health is a the function of what we choose to do to ourselves and, and what happens in the world around us, right? But, but it's really about the choices that we make ultimately right. that lead to our optimal health. So no that don't mean that people aren't doing crazy things to us. Um, no. But we, have, we still have choices to make. And sometimes those choices don't feel good, right? But I want to be healthy. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be a grandfather one day. Exactly. Not too soon, but eventually. No, no, no. I'm not no, trying no, no, to be no. a
0: grandfather just yet. Knock on wood. No, Ooh. I got a long time
1: before that. Has to. That has to happen. Long time. Long time. But and 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 I'm gonna be here for it. Yes. I'm gonna be exactly. here for it, and exactly. not just be here breathing. I mean, be here and be present and exactly. be a positive force in. Those subsequent generations, so
0: exactly, yeah, Mr. Ponders, an absolute honor, an absolute honor, just sitting here and just you know chopping it up, just talking about life. Love it. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you, social media, wherever? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so, uh, Jeff Ponders is Jeff Ponders is my moniker everywhere. You can go to jeffponders.com, you can go at Jeff Ponders on all social platforms. Um, and typically, if you go to jeffponders.com, you will find your way to all the other places, whether it's new albums coming out, the book that's coming out next year, the podcast, the Becoming Better podcast, which is, I think we've got some pretty good conversations there. Um, so, yeah, it's Jeff Ponders. You can find me everywhere.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I enjoyed the first season. I'm going to be Thank ready you. for season two. Um, um, again... An absolute pleasure speaking with you. I love, by the way, ponders. I love the word. I'm thinking. I'm plotting. What's
1: what's crazy, man, is for the first 15, 15 years of my career, I mean, it's actually true. I'm I'm a strategist by trade and by nature. And so my name was, was a direct reflection of who I am and what I do, Jeff Ponders. But also Jeff does, though, too. Like, I ponder, but then I do. So, yeah.
0: All right. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. It's been a long Thank day. I time. know it has been. I appreciate you giving me a few minutes. And that's it. I'm going to let this go. We will be accountable for our times, for ourselves, <laughs> for our families. Thank you once again. And hopefully I'm lucky enough to speak with you another time.
1: Man, it would be absolutely my pleasure.
0: All right. I'm going to hold you to that, sir.
1: Well, hey, please go
0: to your words, brother.
1: In fact, if you don't, if you don't, I am i know how to find you. Yes,
0: you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, I need to get one of these shirts, man. What'd you say? I need to get one of these black father shirts. like oh, oh it,
0: my wife got, got money, colored, money I mean, man, I go. a few years ago. I'll find you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know where I got it from. We should all yeah, be rocking no, these, and definitely. we should be living these lives, living these words.
1: Absolutely right, man. That, that black and gold color, man. Those colors work for me I too. Know works for me
0: i got some sneakers that go perfectly with. it's a whole outfit brother it's a whole session
1: that's <laughs> it be well so sir thank you night? brother
0: thank you All so right. much hey well i hope you enjoyed that episode it was an absolute pleasure speaking with jeff ponders um the first of i don't know maybe several episodes that i get to do by myself but i mean i prefer you know doing it with the wife. But once in a while, we give her a break and we'll just leave it with me and maybe I'll talk with somebody. But that was a fun episode. Just the men just chopping it up. I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions or anything, you know how to reach us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that, you know, where you can find us. But I hope you enjoyed it. That ends this week of the Love is Black podcast. Here it is. This is different. Harvey, I think we've discovered that above all things, love is accountable. Wow, I do like that. Love is accountable. That's true. I agree, Chris. Love is many things, but this good love is black. thanks for listening to the love is black podcast please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review and connect with us on facebook and instagram at love is black podcast see you next week